Welcome to the Zen-ish Mommy Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Gershman, and while I may never reach enlightenment, you will find me here cussing and laughing along the way. This podcast is a place for all women to connect, educate themselves, and slow down because you deserve a moment to pause and press play. Hey, mamas. Life is meant to be shared. And I'm not just talking about finding some epic love relationship. And while that's important, there is nothing more important than the relationships you have with your girlfriends. Who do you pick up and call when you're having a crisis or when you're having maybe the best day? How excited do you get when you get to go out for a girl's night or maybe even a girl's weekend if you're lucky? But finding and maintaining friendships as we continue to age is hard. We're not in situations where we're around a bunch of like-minded people all the time. Like we were in college that everybody's kind of doing the same thing in the same life circumstances. I've always had the saying that I don't want to be friends with someone just because we had sex at the same time. Meaning if the only thing we have in common is that we have similar age kids, it's probably not the relationship for me. I need something more from a friendship besides scheduling convenient playdates. I want you to meet Ashley and Carrie, the hilarious hosts behind the podcast Momtourage. No one drops more F-bombs about parenting and mom life than these two accidental best friends. Dishing and sometimes revealing more than their partners would like in each episode, they're all too honest about parenting fails, the struggle to be selfless mothers, but still badass bitches. Recently voted number 14 on Podcast Magazine's 2021 Top Moms in Podcasting. They're here to dish out all that relatable advice on how to find your own girl gang and create your own momtourage. Welcome, ladies. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks Hi, for having thank us. You. All right. So accidental best friends, like who didn't like who? I don't think it's so much that someone didn't like someone. It's that we were cast to be best friends for the former podcast we did, but we liked each other from the get-go, I think. Yes, totally. We were on a podcast called Scary Mommy Speaks before Momtourage. And basically the Scary Mommy media brand put out a casting saying they wanted real life best friend moms. And they had kind of been courting Ashley. One of the people who works there had been following her Instagram and stuff and kind of reached out to her. I had heard from someone that they were looking for real life best friends. So me and my real life best friend auditioned and we heard in back in 15 minutes and then we were going in. So me and my friend Val were going in with Ashley and her friend who she brought in to audition with. And pretty quickly we realized that we were going to get split up. Like, you know, reality television, you're going to make real life best friends, but they're not real life best friends. And so, so Ashley what was and I- what's wrong with the original best friends? I didn't bring a best friend. I just oh, brought a friend. Okay. I was the only one of my like close friends who had a kid. So I didn't even have somebody. I had just been hosting and they were following a project I was doing. They said, if you know someone, bring them in. I did. And I think, I don't know, it was too much of the same thing, too much like Jersey girl realness. And my friend's fabulous, but I think they really wanted Ashley. And so they were trying to find a foil to Ashley. So you started this podcast together, getting to know each other on air. Did you click right away? I come in hot and heavy. You should just know that. We had this photo shoot prior to recording to like get promo photos. And I just started talking about my vagina. I just yes. like went right in on my vagina and basically said to her, hey, we have to be friends now because we need this to work. I was not really looking for a new friend, to be completely honest. No new friends. Nor did no I have friends. any interest in having a new friend. And I think for a long 
long time, I really tried to keep a boundary and it was more a practice for myself of like boundaries is kind of a new ish thing I've done in my life. She's trying it out. It's working for her. I have to say, I think it's really good. Our friendship started at this place where I was like, I'm setting boundaries in my life because I think it's allowed for kind of a healthier friendship. I think Carrie's kind of going about things as she always does and is just being Carrie. But for me, I needed those boundaries. But I got to know her and I was just like, she's great. How can you resist being friends with somebody who's great? And also you work with all the time. I didn't have any mom friends. It just made sense. There was no reason to kind of resist it after a certain point, you know? And we know the person that actually chose us to be matched up together. She's sort of our matchmaker. I think she could see something in us that we couldn't see yet. And it's a match made in heaven. It was like two seconds before we were actually really good friends. It took hardly no time at all. Which is kind of funny when I think about matchmaking. So I always say there's like a new dating app all the time coming online. Bumble, Grindr, Tinder, Hinge, whatever. Do you think there's ever like a possibility of having a quote unquote dating app for friends? I did it. I went on it and I did not like it at all. At that time, I was looking because I didn't have anybody who was a mom. Being a mom is already so isolating and so lonely. So to not have any set in stone friends that were going through the same thing or had the same experiences, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll try and find some people. It just felt weird. I don't know. I never really did dating apps in general. The closest I got was like J-Date and I never actually went on any dates. So it just felt really unnatural and forced. So I was really happy that Scary Mommy came about because I met a mom friend through that. I think there are two different kinds of people. There are the people that they're very, very close-knit family are their everything and they're the people that are like one person cannot be everything for someone I am the first Carrie is the second so for me I don't have a lot of time to spend life is already hectic for me but I prioritize things differently than the second group of people does the people I always want to spend my time with are my husband my child then my extended family which is my parents and her parents as yeah, yeah who live three hours away so to go see them and then is friends. There are a lot of weekends my husband and I just want to veg at home and work on things at home and not have our calendar loaded with things. I think rest is really important and I need it. I'm a homebody is what I am. It makes me sound really unpleasant and I'm not. She's kind of an insular person. That's all. I'm a closeted introvert with like extroverted tendencies. You'd be like, oh my God, she could be the life of the party. I'm like, really, I get so exhausted being around other people. It takes all of my energy. I have to recharge and be back in my little bubble. I mean, and the other thing is I've been burned by people many times. I've been burnt in friendships because I'm very open and I think authentically myself. I think it leaves me open to being taken advantage of by people. I've allowed myself to be kind of like bullied into things I didn't want. It's adult peer pressure. No, thanks. Right. And it's not even like, hey, why don't you do these drugs? It's like, well, why can't you go above and beyond to do this thing for me as my friend? And it's like, because I don't prioritize that in the way that you do. So that's why through therapy and stuff, I was at this point where it was like, I'm a grown ass woman and I am not going to let anyone make me feel bad about living my life the way I want to live my life. And that's why my boundaries were the way they were then. And kind of the opposite for me as a kid, I didn't really have a lot of friends. My mom was a single mom and it was just kind of like me and her together. And I was a very kind of like a loner kid. I was okay with that. And then as an adult, I I've cultivated really good friends. And we always joke I'm a little bit of a braggart, but I'm a really good friend, a really solid beaches the movie style 
friend. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. And it's something I've had to really cultivate because I wasn't like that as a kid. And as an adult, it's been a thing for me to like cultivate really close friendships, not a ton of them, but super high quality ones, because I guess I just didn't get that out of my system when I was younger. So as an adult, it's a priority. You know, there's some barriers to friendships as adult. Time, our energy, the amount of effort it takes to maintain a friendship, to cultivate a friendship, to keep it going. And even like something that you said, Ashley, is like the baggage we have of being burned. So I started yoga training, I don't know, 15 years ago. And that was like the first place as an adult woman that I felt kind of safe to opening up because I had this idea that people in yoga training, at least they're trying to be a better person. For the general public, you get burned by a friendship or maybe manipulated. It's hard to come back from that and trust again. It feels very much like you just don't need it. I think to boil Carrie and I down in the way that we treat friendships is the story that I always tell where Carrie asked me to drive her to JFK Airport from here in New Jersey. Which I only asked once. One's all, one all it took. Round trip with traffic, that could take five hours. When in reality, it's maybe five miles, six miles away, but just the route you have to take and the traffic, it is so bad round trip. And I literally was like, absolutely not. Like, no. Also ask your partner. That's his That's job. That's what Uber's for. And Carrie is the kind of friend who would absolutely drive you if you needed that. And for a while, this story made me feel really guilty that I'm not that kind of friend. But the truth is, I am a wonderful friend. I'm just a friend that has certain boundaries that Carrie doesn't have. Also, you can just be a different kind of friend. Totally. And that doesn't make me a bad friend. It just means that things are different for people. And that's okay too. And I think the fact that two people who are different kinds of friends and view friendship differently can be such close friends speaks volumes. And is one of my favorite things about us is that we are different people and we allow each other to be those different people and still respect each other. Celebrate it. Right. Totally. I was doing this really, really deep meditation training and I was working with my meditation teacher and just trying to like untangle all the strings, so to speak, that were in my head. And one of the things he had said to me is if you accept chaos and drama in your daily life as regular, then when chaos and drama comes towards you, you don't view it as more chaos and drama. You view it as just regular. So you need to kind of like do a clean eat, like a the whole like a third detox. Yeah. yeah, of drama and chaos for a little bit. And then maybe then the taste buds will come back. They'll make you realize that first taste is crazy. And so I did that. It was hard because the people that were the most chaotic and dramatic were my family at the time. And so I had to do some really hard separating of some family members from myself. And all of a sudden, these friends that I had had, I was like, whoa, that's a hot mess express. No wonder I'm always having these problems. And so even before I had a kid, that was a revelation to me that I had just gotten so used to crazy that I couldn't tell when it was coming towards me. Every story people were like, is that a lie? I'm like, nope, just another day. I had to bail my friend out of jail yesterday. Just like crazy stuff. And I knew when I said it out loud, it sounded weird. This was my life. I just had all this drama. And then finally, when I lost the taste for it, I really lost the taste for it. And now I can smell it coming a mile away. And I'm like, no, thank you. I feel like some of our grace is used up on our family, right? Because those are relationships that take a little bit more effort and that are kind of harder to get rid of because you're family and that's not really your choice. Was it hard for you to then release those friendships that were causing drama and chaos in your life? No, it actually wasn't. Because if 
I wasn't feeding the beast, they weren't interested in me either. That's a good point. Because they wanted the attention too. So if I wasn't giving it to them, I wasn't really serving their purpose either. I have a kind of a tricky relationship with my dad and I always have, and it's not a secret and everybody knows. And so I had tried to work out things with my dad, but he couldn't see beyond himself. So I said, we can't work on this together. So I'm going to work on this separately, but I just want to let you know that it means I'm not going to call you or return your calls for a little while. I'll eventually come back. I'm not like ditching you forever, but just know that I need this space. And kind of the hardest part was explaining to everyone else aside from my dad, why I wanted that. Because my stepmom, his wife was like, how can you do that? My half brother, my half sister, everyone's like, why would you do that? And the hardest part was saying, no, I'm advocating for myself so that I can have a forever relationship with him in a healthy way. It's so funny when you start taking care of yourself, it shines a light on other people to show that they're not taking care of themselves. And then they get really defensive and start to be like, no, don't do that. Why would you do that? That's horrible. And so that was much harder. The justifying of why I was doing it to others, not even the person I was doing it to was the hardest part. But I just stuck to my guns and said, this is not about you. And it worked out. I gave a lot of grace to my best friend who really was the woman that came into my life that taught me it was okay to have female friendships. I was bullied in high school, college. I was pretty much a loner. I met my husband when I was 22. Didn't really have use for friends, had two stepsons and had babies right away. And she came into my life at a time and it was magical. I mean, we were like long lost sisters. It was incredible. And that lasted for about 10 years. And then some things happened in her personal life. She ended up getting a divorce and kind of went away. There was all this drama. But when she came back into my life, It was one of those experiences where it was like a round peg in a square hole. I was telling myself, like, I know she doesn't have a lot to give to this friendship, but I'm going to give all of this grace and I can show up and I can do it. And I I don't need anything from this friendship because I know she's going through a lot. And that went on for about three years. And I had to take a good hard look and be like, you know, there's so much negativity and there's so much almost harm being done to me. I'm like not getting anything out of it and letting that go for me, I was able to just say, hey, I'm not closing the door on that energy. I'm just putting it off to the side. And for that, for me, was a really helpful visualization that like, yes, I still care so deeply for you. And I want nothing more in your life for you to find happiness, for you to love yourself again, for you to be engaged in life. I want that for you. And it's just not working for me right now. And so to be able to put that friendship off to the side, instead of like pulling the plug and making some big ass scene, it just was like, okay, I'm just gliding that to the side. It made it a lot easier for me. I used to have this old lady waxer. I was on a soap opera and they had a team and she was part of the like team. She was like a million years old. She was an old Filipino lady. She waxed us and she was so sweet. She looked half her age. She loved to gossip. She was like the most fun of showing up. When I was not on set, I would just hang out and gossip with her. She made great food. I loved her. She was so fantastic. And so she would always ask me about my love life. And so I would tell her my love life. And one time I was telling her, I was like, oh yeah, I'm dating this older guy. And she's like, is the sex good? I was like, mm. she's like, does he pay for things? And I go, no. And she's like, does he do your laundry or anything like that? And I'm like, no. And she's like, I have a younger man. He watches my kids and he does my laundry. Who a sucker now? I ain't a sucker. <laughs> and so to this day, she's right though. She's like, who a sucker now? I ain't a sucker. So <laughs> whenever I think about whether it's boys or friendship or whatever, where I keep trying and I keep trying, I just hear her voice being like, who a sucker now? And I'm like, well, I'm the sucker. So maybe I shouldn't be the sucker anymore. You can say whatever you want about that. He's just not that into you book. But I will tell you, that is a philosophy that applies like who's a sucker now to everything. And now I just say it. Who a sucker now? I ain't a sucker. I just remember her giving me advice being like, don't be a sucker. 
don't yeah. do it. And so when I'm like giving people the 75th chance, I'm like, who is sucking now? Sometimes you got to call it, cut your losses and move she on. She was giving me wax and wisdom. She should LLC herself, wax and wisdom. <laughs> what about mom friends? So I have this idea and I've said this, just because we had sex at the same time does not mean we are friends. Like if that no. is all we had in common is that our kids are the same age, I need more than that. I would agree with you 100%. Carrie is my mom friend and like friends that I have who have kids. That's it. I have not made one friend that's like situational because of my kid in school or an extracurricular. In fact, I take my kid to dance class every Wednesday and I bring my laptop because I don't talk to anybody. Nobody talks to me. We'll give each other a knowing nod. That's it. I do think it's important to have a friend who understands parenthood because you need somebody to bounce things off of to say like, hey, my kid is doing this. Is your kid doing this? Is this normal? That is helpful. But to find somebody to be your friend just because of a situation you're in temporarily, not my bag. I definitely make situational friends for sure. I go out of my way to try to do it. But you know, I'm already pretty hard to please. And then add my daughter, who's also pretty hard to please. And now we're trying to find friends that two kids hard to please like each other. And happens to be that the parents that are of those kids also like each other. It's like the variables are just too much. Sebastian and Luna, our kids, what if they didn't like each other? You know That'd what I mean? Terrible. Like, we would make it work. We'd be like, you guys better suck it up. But that would yeah. be a horrible scenario. Thankfully, they love each other and have some weird ass relationship on their own. But why add a whole other factor into things if you don't need to? I mean, I do try. I try mostly because we moved to a new town when I had a baby. I don't think I would have tried so hard if we were back in my old town. We would just be hanging out with our friends, friends that have kids had. or already had. Yeah. But we moved to a new place. And so I was going to need some new casual friends, so to speak. And so I did try to cultivate them from my daughter's school because how else am I going to find friends and, you know, convenient or whatever. And I teach yoga as well. So I started teaching my really good friends that I've made in the neighborhood. I started teaching outdoor yoga. I just put it out on the post board because I find that people who are working to better themselves are usually people who are in the right mindset. And so through that, I found a lot of friends and some of those people happen to have kids my daughter's age. And one of the great things about yoga, I've always said, is that wherever you go in the world, it's like the same language. So every city I travel, I take a yoga class and usually people are friendly. Just from that yoga class, I can find what the best restaurant is, have coffee, where's the vintage shop that I should go to. And, you know, I've been practicing yoga for 35 years and teaching for 17. And so everywhere I go, I do yoga and I've met super quality people in my life, just having that be the common language. I always had this fantasy about some of my friends would have all of these like play dates and they'd be doing all these things. And I would just be like, I was in high school, like on this outside looking in and be like, oh man, that would be so nice. But in reality, I'm in baseball cap down, glasses, laptop. Please don't talk to me. I don't want to know about your kid's dance. I'm not interested in swimming lessons and what your kid's doing and their next milestones. And that really wasn't for me. So I think it looked prettier on the outside than it was for me in reality. All right. Couple friends. Yay or nay? Yeah, sure. I mean, I try. I try. We have these great couple friends that are just happen to happen. There was no need for a forced situation like that on our behalf. I mean, my husband is, well, I'm not married to him, but he's 10 years older than me. So he's 54. I'm 44. And we met seven years ago. So no, it's hard. We don't have couple friends really because me and my partner are in two different stages of life. We met later in life. I've become like, okay, friends with his 
friends, partners, and vice versa, but it's not like super couple-y. I mean, I know of like two or three couples that we could go on vacation with, which is rare. I'll say two, three is aggressive, where we all vacation together and there's enough in common with one of the other parts of the puzzle that works out. But we don't have a ton of couple friends. You do the right thing by the significant other to like go above and beyond and be nice to the other significant other. And Lee's not sporty. I'm always like, can't you just pretend be like, I'm going to go watch football. He's not sporty. Music is his Good thing. Good for him, like, honestly. I know. And he's like a tech nerd, so he can relate to people on that level. But I think some of the like ins for guys and guy friends, he doesn't really fit the bill for those. He's very social and I'm pretty socially awkward. It's a weird mixed bag. We make it work. My husband's 12 years older than me. So he's 53, I'm 41. But he's kind of drug along into my friends. He's the more malleable part of yeah, the puzzle. team. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, he can kind of show up into, you know, any situation and get along with another guy, a significant other. I don't think I would be that easy if he was like, hey, let's go hang out with these work people. I'm like, not on your life. I mean, unless it, it is going to equal a lot of money and there's something that's coming out of it. I don't want to be friends with people for that reason. But he's done a pretty good job of going along couple friends and, you know, being friendly with guys, but he's not a guy's guy either. So what do you think? Quality over quantity? Quality. Quality all the way. I honestly am fine having like four people in my life that I see on a regular basis and everyone else is kind of like a secondary thing. I'm a firm believer that you have your people, you know what you can expect from them. And as long as you have a little bit of each column of quality friends, the kind of thing you can expect from them, that's all you need, really. Agreed. And for Ashley and I, our family fits a lot of those qualities that maybe friends would normally fit into. And so some of our columns are already filled. Yeah. One thing I used to always tell my meditation and yoga students is when I was a single gal living in New York, my friend offered me free Beyonce Jay-Z tickets at Barclays Center for that huge tour that was sold out. And I just had a bunch of stupid shit I had to do. And I just felt so overwhelmed by like laundry and other stupid shit that I said, no, I said no to those tickets. Biggest regret. Here I was, I would have died to go to that concert now. And I just, it was, was a great like, concert. <laughs> I was so caught up in all the stupid little shit. I had made my life so full that even something good, better than all the other shit I couldn't allow in. I now just make it like always have space, always leave your drawer empty so that when good stuff is coming by, it knows that it can stop at your station. Otherwise, it's just going to passion be like, she's too busy. I love that. It's so important because I think we as moms, we do it to our kids, like over scheduling all of the shit. We look at the monthly calendar and every weekend's full of all of these things. And it's like you miss out on these pieces of life, like where the joy actually is. And it's these moments of opportunity of like spontaneity, allowing that little bit of space for magic to come in, for the universe to really deliver. The universe will pass you by and it'll go to the next person for sure. That's right. As a little kid, my mom would do things like we'd go to an Italian market on the weekend and buy like beautiful meats and cheeses. And she would either make like a beautiful sandwich or a board or something. And it would just be us hanging out at home, enjoying this beautiful little special meal. And as a mother now, I'm always like, I don't get to do that 
enough with my child, it's because I don't have the time or the wherewithal to be able to do that. So if there is a weekend I'm home, I am so exhausted from trying to survive the week between work, kids stuff, relationships, all of those different things that on the weekend, I just need to rest. This coming weekend will be a second weekend in a row we've been home, which is so rare for us. We're going to go do something special, but like normal, like go to an Italian market. You know what I mean? This little everyday Elevating the ordinary. Absolutely. And we need to allow ourselves to have the space to elevate the ordinary. That's a really good way of putting it, Carrie. Elevating the ordinary. Thank you. (laughs) You know, I always say check in, and this comes back to meditation too, Carrie, is like, how do you feel after you're with that person? Gosh, I have to check in about, you know, the kind of energy that you surround yourself with because that energy is contagious. Yeah. Well, ladies, honestly, this has been amazing. And, you know, it's a lot of good insight. And I don't think we talk about this enough, you know, what friendships mean, how different people relate to friendships. And so people out there listening, it's like, oh, maybe I'm the bad friend. But the reality is show up exactly how you are and the right people you will attract. Absolutely. Shine theory. Make room for magic. And what did you say? Elevate the ordinary? Elevate the ordinary. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And to all the listeners out there until next time. 